This empty chair represents the addict who died today, not knowing recovery was possible. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Empty Chair. I hope you're all, like, home, all nestled in, um, having hot chocolate, listening with the (laughs) fireplace, because what a beautiful day today was um, in regards to just, like, being at home in a winter wonderland. So I just, I'm praying everyone's safe. I'm praying for everyone, um, those that are battling COVID. And uh, I just want to thank all our first responders, uh, most importantly, all our workers in the hospitals. Um, just thank you for the work that you're doing and thoughts and prayers are with you always. Mm-hmm. Um, MVP ASAP went around this past week and delivered cookies to all of the um, police departments and fire departments in Methuen, Andover, North Andover, Haverhill, and Lawrence. So uh, we brought them some cheer and we brought them some Christmas caroling. So it was a pretty fun Hi. experience. And uh, again, I just want to thank each and every one of you out there um, that are on the front line for the work that you're doing because it is a definitely different times going on right now so thank you and also i want to uh, thank our sponsors um before we start i always like to give them a shout out um alternative health care and over cares um, the law office of Artie broadhurst um, celebrate recovery which is in plaster new hampshire circle of hope which is feeling friendly he whoop whoop and i know they'll be tuning in tonight as well um, cornerstone services enterprise bank essex flooring which is uh fred orazio and uh danny hi honey and also uh haven of hope in methuen lmcc McLennan Century 21, Methuen Events, Methuen Rotary Club, Recovery Centers of America, and Top Sale. So those are our vendors. And um, what I love about them, I don't know if you girls know, but as you see their banners going on, Mm -hmm. these individuals have purchased those banners. We had put them into an account so that if someone needs to go into treatment and doesn't have the money, MVP ASAP is able to scholarship them. That's incredible. Yeah. I also just want to remind everyone... Um, Monday evenings, we do still have the Circle of Hope. It's a family support group. We're currently meeting on Zoom because of the pandemic, um, but all the information can be found at the Circle of Hope Facebook page, or you can contact Phil Leahy at 978-886-2949. Celebrate Recovery was meeting on Tuesday nights at the Rock Church in Plastow, New Hampshire, but due to some positive COVID cases, they are now on Zoom. Um, Diana Teal will be the contact for that if anyone's interested. Um, I know that they did, they had a blue special, a blue Christmas special on Wednesday, and I was really excited to go. It was going to be at the church, but they ended up doing it on Zoom, and I heard that they had a pretty good turnout even on Zoom, so I'm really glad about that because right now, again, we're in the, uh, the, um, Bermuda Triangle of, you know, relapses for everyone, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, uh, and, and the New Year's, so... These are tough times right now. Um, Also want to remind everyone on Wednesday evenings, uh, join Michael Gorman and the Movement family. They host dinner for the homeless at uh, Lawrence Mass from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can contact Michael Gorman through Facebook or through the Movement family, or you can reach out to me as well. So thank you for all of that. Thank you to Lou for making this always happen for us. Thank Thank you you for you girls driving in this weather. (laughs) Um, There were some bad areas on 495. And um, so, yeah, it's just like the beginning of winter, and here we go. But... I'm a snow bunny. I actually love (laughs) snow better than I do the sun. And it's funny because I live at the beach, so you would think Mm. I'd be a sun person. And uh, I love playing in the snow. I love the white of it. I love the purity of it. And um, so it's just, I'm in my season. Plus, I'm a fire sign. So in the summer, I get really overheated. And (laughs) (laughs) now I'm just like, okay, this is perfect. So thank you both for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate you. And if I haven't introduced you folks, this is Julie and Tiffany, um, two beautiful women with some recovery under their belt, and they're here to share their experience, strength, and hope. We know we have some listeners tonight. You already have people saying hi to you. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see. But if anyone wants to call in and ask questions or say hello to these girls, the number's at the bottom of the screen, which is 978-659-0072. Um, so... 
Hello and welcome <laughs> and tell us a little bit about you and uh, share your experience, strength and hope. If someone's listening tonight that's new and struggling, like this is our people that we want to like mm -hmm. reach out, get help. You know, there's no shame. So okay, take All it right. away, my friend. All right. Thank you for having me, Cole. Hello. Um, well, let me first, <laughs> when she asked for my bio and my picture, yep. And just gave me like you know a rundown of what you needed and an example of what I and yeah. um, so my self talk was I have nothing to offer I don't have the credentials I don't have the diplomas I don't have the degrees that these people have you know what do I have to offer and um, you probably have your masters in uh, using and in recovery <laughs> that I do call. yes um, <laughs> and. But I had to tell myself that, that yep. I am worthy. Amen. That um, I do have something to offer. Amen. And, um, and my self-talk needs work. Yep. And I think um, that started for me as a little girl. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up, I come from uh, Waltham, and um, there's alcoholism in my family. And... Um, when my grandfather died, he had 30 years sober. Amen. And um, he was a cop in Watertown. And I grew up, my parents are still married. They've been married for 53 years. Wow. And, um, but I grew up that everything had to look a certain way. Um, <clears throat> we really cared what people thought. Well, that's what I was taught. We, we cared what people thought about us. Um, you know, if everything looked good on the outside, it must be all right in the inside, and, and that wasn't the case. Um, <clears throat> clearly, you know, my parents did the best they could, but um, I missed something along the way. You know, and I, and I did have trauma when I was younger, and I didn't learn healthy communication. I didn't learn healthy self-talk. Um, I didn't have that confidence. I didn't have that self-esteem. I didn't have that self self-worth and um so i was gonna look for it in other things you know i had all the opportunities <clears throat> that i wanted i i was smart i went to catholic school um i was athletic um so i had that there i just didn't um have the motivation or drive or um self-confidence to think that i could do anything with it and um always feeling less than so when I uh, and I also you know as a woman I, I suffer with like my body image and always being like I was always athletic and you know a, a big girl mm -hmm. and um, I took that um, to like the next level like I ran with that mm -hmm. like I was the one to drink with the boys I hung with the <laughs> boys I fought like a boy um, <clears throat> and excuse me and, um, you know, that, that was my reputation. And I thought, I looked at other people around me that were, you know, committing crimes and, and um, you know, had that certain fear. And I thought that was cool. Mm. I thought that's what I wanted. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, I took that to, I always took everything to, like, the next level. And being a girl, it's, you know, that sticks with you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said in the bio, I, I started, um, you know, drugs and alcohol came into play pretty quick. I think I took my first drink at 10 years old. Um, and as soon as, I want to say like the summer of sixth grade, um, me and my friend, we've been friends since we were five years old, um, decided to go like in the worst part of the, the neighborhood and, uh. And I think I stayed there for like six years, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. like no fear whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> I started drinking and, uh, you know, snorting cocaine at that age. So I'd say 12 years old. Wow. Um, again, no fear. I, I would, you know, s stay out for two nights in a row and um, no phone calls, no... You know, what, would your, I can, what would your parents do when you're gone for that age? 
Two nights um, not coming home. Where do they think you are? Yeah, I remember my mother coming out. I was drinking on the tracks and the projects, and mm -hmm. uh, my mother comes walking up <laughs> and, um, with my brother and some other people looking for me. Yeah. Um, we were kind of well-known in the town, and, um, you know, you couldn't really do much without somebody knowing. Yeah. And, um, you know, they cared. They did the best they could, but I, I would... You know, I remember once my mother put wooden bars across my my windows because I would just leave. I right. would, you know, so uh, she tried. I just, there was no... You were a little rebellious. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's all right. Um, so that just continued, and, and um, I did, like I said, my mom, they didn't know what to do. <clears throat> so I remember um, they had come home one night, and... Um, I drank a lot this night. I was, I woke up to my mattress on the floor that was throw up everywhere and um, scared. You know, my parents opening your eyes and that look in their eye, and uh, they didn't know what to do, so they filed the chins on me, and um, <clears throat> they put me in Charles River in Wellesley, mm -hmm. which is a facility, and uh, I didn't think I belonged there. I didn't. I. I you know, everyone else was way worse than me. I just had a drink and a drug problem. I, why am I here? Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I learned some things quick there, you know. Um, some more tricks of the trade or mm -hmm. more about yourself in... Well, tricks of the trade, definitely. Okay. Um, I saw things and subjected, uh, was subjected to things that... Nobody should be subjected mm -hmm. to. Um, so again, more like negative self-talk, yep. more feeling less than, no self-esteem, mm -hmm. uh, and that just fuels my addiction. Mm -hmm. um, no fear. I mean, you know, um, any drug I could do, I would do and try it. Just, you know. Um, <clears throat> Just to get out of myself, uh, feel comfortable. And the thing is, is now, like I'm a pretty outgoing person. I'm pretty funny. Like people, are like, oh, I, I, like you really needed a substance to make yourself feel better, and I did at that time. Like I, I, I didn't have any other out. I wasn't doing anything to build myself internally. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yep. Um. So. Yeah, first um, institution at 13, come out. Um, you know, I, I did, I have to say, like, throughout all my experiences in life, it's the people that I won't forget. Mm -hmm. And I've met some, like, really yeah. unbelievable people. Amen. And, um, and people that will stay in my heart forever and, and, and um, in my mind forever. I remember I had run away once. I, I was probably, like, 12, 13, and... Um, I remember uh, <clears throat> being in this field, and, and it was a cop who actually stopped to talk to me. I, I, I don't know the exact circumstances. I don't know if he called, but I'll never forget his face. I'll, you know what it was? He talked to me with respect. He talked to me like I was somebody, mm -hmm. and uh, which I had never experienced. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so those are the people I won't. And I had many more to come in my life. but um, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Made it through high school, um, always like friendly with everybody, you know, um, graduated. Uh, at this time, I always like bartended, I waitressed, nothing. I did a little college when I graduated, um, <laughs> but I could never stick to anything long enough. Yep. Um, I had like the best intentions, yep. but I heard somebody say that, um, and this again sticks with me, um, my life was like paved with good intentions. And he said, an intention is followed by another intention. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you make a decision, it's followed by an action. Nice. And yeah. uh, that really, <laughs> really stuck to me. Yeah. Um, so little college, uh, ended up meeting the father of my children. And, um, I got, it was, uh, we met at a bar <laughs> and, um, and love at first sight. Mm -hmm. Of and, course. And, um, 
I got pregnant with my son right away. And he wanted to, he's a great guy, he wanted to do the right thing, so I went, at 20 years old, I went from my parents' house to his house, um, taken care of, um, and now all of a sudden I'm a mom and I'm a housewife and I'm cooking and cleaning and um, with no coping skills. Yeah. No living skills. Um, and I thought, you know, having a baby, having uh, our son's name is Cole, it would be great. Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I didn't, uh, my drug use just escalated from there. At this point, um, you know, uh, opiates came into the picture. <clears throat> and uh, Was he an addict and alcoholic as well? Uh not self-admitted, okay, but yeah, but uh, you partied with him. Yeah, okay. He didn't use the substances I used. Yep. Um, and he, um, he's always been financially okay. He owns his own business, mm -hmm. and always thought if things again, if everything on the outside was Looks okay, we're um, okay. You know, yep. his house, his cars, vacations. I mean, uh, and that's that's how we lived. We, we, you would think everything was okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and him, too, I mean, I think, too, we're, we're big on, I am big on denial, um, and he is, too. Like, as long as the house was taken care of, dinner was cooked, the you know, kid was taken care of, um, we didn't really look at my, my addiction or my drug use. Mm. And that went on for about 10 years. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, and that's how I explained my addiction, uh, you know, heroin came into play shortly, uh, probably like a year after doing opiates. And um, IV use right away. Again, no fear. Um, hmm. And so I, so I explained my addiction as I was the soccer mom. I was bringing my, my child to, I was the coach actually. And uh, PTA meetings and uh, vacations and um, you know baking cookies and having kids over and uh, you know and at this time no one in your area group knows anything that's going on with you they have no idea that mom is on heroin our soccer coach is a little out of jacked up or anything like that nothing um, no signs from people no not not you. not not if you didn't not at this point okay not at this point. It did start. Yeah. <laughs> it did start. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, uh, that was like my hustle to look okay. Mm-hmm. To have nice clothes. To, yep. to, um, I use that to my advantage. Yep. Um, so it kept me out there longer. Mm. And I had, like I said, a lot of people that if you didn't talk about stuff. So it wasn't existent. Yeah. Which now in recovery, I learned that the only way is to talk about it. That's right. You know. There's healing in it. Yeah. You know, it's all those things we push under the rug, you know, things that happen in the house that have to stay in the house and the secrets that were taken to our graves. It's when we start disclosing them and talking about them, it's that onion, you know, the levels, mm -hmm. the layers of the onion that we're unpeeling. And, and that's where your freedom is, and that's where recovery begins, you know, because, and, and we have to share it because we're saving another woman. Like, mm -hmm. if we don't share some of our deeper experience, strengths, and hope, our deepest secrets, um, someone's out there suffering, waiting for someone else to say it so that they, she can say, that happened to me, and can I talk to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that, and, you know, be talking about your problems, and I think, too, um, what I learned through my experience in my life is um, I love that. I would rather have a deep conversation with somebody than, than that small talk. I hate small that talk. Means, <laughs> that means so much more hate to it. me. I think yeah. that's a lot of it. I mean, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I can small yeah. talk all no. day, but I don't prefer that. No. And, t and people tend We're to tell empaths. me. Yeah. yeah, people yeah. tend to tell me things. Like, I'll be in the supermarket and people will tell me, but I'm a good listener. Mm -hmm. um, I... It allows, I think, when you said that, when you're vulnerable and you're real, 
it allows other people to do that. Yep. And that's the stuff that builds my self-worth. Yep. You know, yeah, I might not have degrees. I might not be doing that other stuff. But yep. if another girl can come to me and, and say, you know, Julie and uh, anything, yep. you know, I have Gina. I don't know if she's on here, but <laughs> you can tell her anything. Like, yep. you know, I just, uh, you know, killed 10 people. She'd be like, all right, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. makes, yeah. I, I love that quality in somebody. So yeah. I want to try to do that as well. Amen. And, uh. We don't need degrees to do that. You know, there are some people that have many degrees and they don't have common sense, you know, and um, there's many people who don't have the lived experience um, that have the degrees. And I think the lived experience is the most important part because another addict or an alcoholic identifies with another alcoholic and another addict. Um, so it makes it easier to to speak. And then when you're walking in the world and you're carrying that light, like people are going to come up to you and in the middle of the grocery store and just say what's on their mind like mm -hmm. i'm having a bad day or yeah. something and you'd be like like why me and why you you were saved for a reason yeah. you know and that reason is to be the light in someone else's life you know mm -hmm. and you're doing an amazing job at it thank you Cole. you're welcome, you're welcome. I, it makes me think of um you know how grateful i am too because um the situations and and I talk about my drug use too because we were saying this in the car I for myself I love hearing that part of someone's story Hell yeah. to see how they turn it around to see how yep. they felt to see what they went through um, and it it for me it makes me identify with them yeah and, and did, were you into the fentanyl or is it straight heroin back then did you get out well, clean before fentanyl came in huge into our no, world no no okay. so definitely my stints and detox and, and, and programs and um, I've been to quite a few yep. um, as well um, but I you know it was 24 I was 24 years old when I started doing heroin so it, it, back then it, it was heroin yeah. um, you know and like 10 years into you know in and out like I would you know do that five day detox come out thinking everything's okay mm -hmm. you know um, go back to the same situation and I say it was an unhealthy relationship or he was unhealthy but I wasn't I wasn't giving myself enough time right. to heal you know going back to being exactly a mom mm -hmm. and you know not not taking care of myself because I had that like mother's guilt I had I have to be back there my you know mm -hmm. my kids need me and and by this I, I mean I had we had a daughter yep. um, 10 years later um, so that always brought me back to the same situation, the same people. And, okay, I would start to heal, but nobody around me yeah. was. Which is fine. That's yeah. not their job to do it. But I wasn't giving myself enough time. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the mother's guilt because a lot of women will go into treatment and rush it to come out because they have to get home for their kids. And then they keep just relapsing. And until you actually do your recovery for yourself... As long as your children are a safe environment with individuals um, or family members, you know, working on yourself is the best gift you can give yourself. And so many women do that guilt, I got to get home to my kid. And I'm like, you're not ready, you know, and it's just the revolving door for them. So I'm glad that you brought that part up that you did have it because eventually you do end up going into treatment and putting everything on the back burner and focusing on you. And I thought, and it actually had, like, the opposite effect, too. Like, my kids saw a lot of things that they yeah. shouldn't have, yeah. um, like I did. And, um, you know, ex exposed to that stuff and, and, you know, going back. And I remember I was sitting at the Sheehan house, and um, it was, my son had sent me something, and it was, he was his assignment. I think he was in, like, fourth grade, maybe, but... Um, actually younger than that, but it, it, it was like a fishbowl and it had like bubbles on it. Yeah. It was like things you wished for, you know, and it said, um, again, I was in another program and this, and it said, you know, I want my mother to be happy. I want my mother to cook me dinner. I want my mother to watch TV with me. I want my mother to rub my back. Um, and those are the things that I wanted as well. I just didn't know how to attain them and keep them consistent in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, so running back, it, it never worked out. 
you know, and, until they got older and they're like, you know, Mom, I don't want to talk to you until you have a year clean. Amen. You know, and, and that's them creating healthy boundaries for themselves, you yeah. know? Absolutely. How old were they when they said that to you? Um, my son was probably 15. Okay. You know? Um, and your daughter's 10 years younger than him, so yeah. she's it, five? Okay. It didn't keep me clean. No. Um, it put something in my head, mm. um, but it didn't keep me clean. And, and until um, this last time I had gone into a... I had gone into the Emerson House down the Cape. Nice. And a great program. Yep. Really, really good program. Um, you know, that's where I learned mindfulness. That's where I learned to meditate. That's where Amen. I learned, um, you know, the power of the mind is, is an unbelievable thing. Amen. And um, you do have the power to control your thoughts, that to control your actions. Yep. And... Um, takes practice though oh, yeah, it takes a lot does. a lot of practice so what how did you end up at emerson like did you have a what was your final hurrah to say i need to go away um well it's never like that i i get kicked out i pick up okay. court cases okay um <laughs> i i am a complete savage whatever is i mean this last run was anything i could do Okay. Um, to get out of myself. It was crystal meth. It was fentanyl. It was pills. It was um, anything. Yeah. And I get, I use by myself. Um, I go in psychosis right away. And I'm, I'm scary. Yeah. I'm really, really scary. And um, I had, my, my son had called the police on me. Um, and I always say, like, we don't call the police my family, but he had no choice. Yeah. That's how scary I am. That's how scared he was. And um, and thank God. Yeah. Thank God he did that. And I wasn't saying that right away. <laughs> right. Um, and I was doing something against my will. I knew better. I had recovery, you know, mm -hmm. um, bits and pieces of recovery. And, and um, I knew that was a better way. And... Because of those bits and pieces of recovery, I had really, really good people in my life. Amen. Um, that like came to my house and was like, "What are you, what are you doing, Julie?" Right. You know, because I couldn't see straight. Everything was blurred, mm. and um, but they knew me. They yep. knew the real me. Yep. They knew what I had to offer, and um, it gave me that that like non-judgmental, that vulnerable thing. Mm. Um, I had like a moment of like. Okay, like hope. Maybe it's not that you know. I have people. People still love me. People mm -hmm. still care about me. And um, and sometimes when you're so sick and, and you don't, you're not seeing that. Hearing somebody say that and like just holding your hand. It's 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 an amazing thing. Yeah. And, How did you end up at Emerson? Um, my brother uh, um, knows Martha. She runs the um, Miller House. Mm -hmm. Um, he had gone to the Miller house, and he gave her a call. And uh, <clears throat> So addiction runs in your family. You had a brother? That yeah. Goes, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it yeah. wasn't Hi, just Chris. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's I not don't know if he's you. on there, but yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's my best friend. Amen. And, um, yeah, so um, I, and he went to Gaza and all. My plan was to go back home, you know. Amen. <laughs> and uh, he said, no, you go to the Emerson house. And, Amen. Uh, and I went down there, and um, it, it, it was such a gift. It really was a gift, the people I met. And you did some real hard work. Mm -hmm. You were getting to the root of the problem. You were, you know, you were getting to that bullet wound. There was no, um, there was no uh, sugarcoat or anything. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I have a really bad trash. <laughs> I couldn't swear. That's the way to say it. So, yeah. All right, thank you, Cole. Mm -hmm. um, so I did. I I did some. Um, I did some searching. I did some hard work. Amen. And, uh, you know, I came back. How I got started in the Phoenix, though, is through the Sheen House, another okay. program. Is uh, your husband sticking by you through all of this, or is he like done with you and like you got to go, Felicia? See ya and no, figure he, it out. He's actually in jail for a couple of years. Okay. Um, but still, um, he does own a business and he is taking care of things. Amen. Um, and he's always 
had my back. Yep. Um, but he needs to figure out his stuff, yep. and I need to figure out my stuff. Yeah. And um, and if it's meant to be, it will be. Right. But right now, um, Just focus on you. Yeah. 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 Nice. But he's a great guy, and you know, yeah. I I I hope he finds peace. Amen. You know. How long are you sober now? Uh, actually, six months. Woohoo! Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That yeah. is an absolute. Well, I had relapsed during COVID. Yeah, many people are. Yeah. Um, the relapse, I I think, are like at thirty percent, and suicides are at nineteen percent increase um, based on um, BSAS um, totals, which is out of control. You know, um, it's a disease of isolation, and here we are being formed to isolate and. How do you connect with people on Zoom? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm forever grateful that when I got clean and sober, like, we had the halls. Like, we had the hugs. We actually had cigarette smoking when I was sober <laughs> in 87. So, you know, I'm dating myself. But my heart breaks for the addict and the alcoholic and those that struggle with mental illness right now because um, it, it's, it's the togetherness. Like, I spoke live at a, a meeting last Saturday. And when I sat down and I saw the there were people in the room like I really got emotional before I opened my mouth because mm -hmm. I just was finally with people and they were my people and they were yeah. my tribe and they knew that they were going to understand me and uh, when I just think of what's going on right now um, it's depressing you know and take that and now we're in the Bermuda Triangle of Thanksgiving Christmas and New Year's where yeah. we all know that that spikes up you know some people Holidays aren't fun, you know, and getting clean and sober and experiencing all that your first year or even trying to, it's a difficult time, you know. So that's why I appreciate that we have this, that we can share our experience, strength, mm -hmm. and hope with each other. We can talk about how we're getting through. We can share resources about where to go and everything. Yeah. So so congratulations Thank on you. the six months. And uh, tell me a little bit about what led you. So you were at Glen and Sheehan? Uh, I've been at uh, the Sheen house four times okay. and I was there I was there I um ever under Sharon yeah of course I, I love, love Sharon Roberts. me too me Sharon. too Sharon <laughs> Chris Turner yes um yes that is my my uh my home yeah my second home uh safe space they, they loved me up you know amen um what happened was is I had graduated there, but while I was there, yep. um, me and Tiff had known each other before that, but she was a counselor there. Amen. And, uh, and graduate. And graduate. Yep. Yep. And I, I had, um, again, like worse, I, I, I used pretty hard, yep. you know, uh, and all the chemicals, and, and it was a really, really bad detox. And... Um, Tiff, I mean, when Sharon saw me, she cried. That's that's how bad I looked. Wow. And um, you're lucky you survived. Yeah. yeah. You know, not everyone's surviving. Not everyone's no. making it. That's why I went. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know, Tiff had started going to the Phoenix and taking the girls to the Phoenix. Amen. And, uh, I had, you know, I had done the little sports, and I never really worked out in my life and you know three weeks out of the worst detox in my life there's no way I wanted to, go <laughs> to, to a gym. A workout. <laughs> but it was like I had uh, yeah. nothing to lose yeah kind of thing <laughs> nice and um, I'm pretty persistent yeah, yeah you are so um I walked in and right away and now it's in the sheriff's building you know yeah but, uh, yeah <laughs> I um and that's in Lowell, the sheriff's yep, building right yeah. off of the exit. Yeah. Yep. I felt um, welcomed. Amen. And uh, right away. Amen. And um, that was important to me, yep. you know. And uh, that's why I like to do it when people walk through the door as well now. But, yes. um, I, you know, I walk through the door and, you know, this, this we do CrossFit, so... <laughs> It's it's pretty that part is pretty intimidating, but yeah. I love it because everyone's at different fitness levels. Yeah. Um, and so I could be working next to Tiff, and then someone you know that was in the same boat as me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let me try this. Sweet. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty smart. I think I can do it. Uh, like physically, maybe not, but yeah. whatever. I mean, why if I push myself in every other 
thing in addiction. Why can't I push myself Amen. for something and that's better? The truth of it. And, um, and I did this workout, and when I tell you, I was sweating, I was hyperventilating. Yeah. And uh, But I sat there, Cole, and uh, I don't know if I cried or what, but uh, I said, you can feel like this naturally. Amen. Without putting and that's a substance what it is. in your it's body. And, um, I had never felt that before. Amen. And uh, I was hooked. I Good. was hooked right away, and uh, Good. every part of my body hurt the next <laughs> two, three days. I mean, literally couldn't walk down the stairs, but uh, <laughs> I kept going for some reason. Good. God kept uh, pushing me to say, go ahead and do it. And, and I was proud of myself for mm-hmm. something, and like for the first time. And uh, I kept going, and, and um, John, who was the director, then... Um, saw something in me, you know, so he offered. I was working through a grant through Mass Hire, um, and he asked me um, to work there, like volunteering, but you get paid for it. And um, so I started doing that, and it gave me something. It gave me something that I think became good at. Nice. Um, I loved that everyone was trying to do the same thing I did and it was something that you could see results because I'm like a visual person yeah. too. Yes. so I could see my results I could see my body changing yep. which I always had an issue with you know yep. and like my size benefits me my strength my <laughs> muscles benefit me and, like, and um and it's in a good way amen you know amen. and um amen I had gone for my L1 test which I failed um <laughs> but it's okay because I'm gonna go back and, and take it and yep. um I'll just give you, my daughter said, um, I have failed, and, you know, I opened up the email, and, and she was like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I failed. She's like, you know what, Mom? She's like, don't worry. She's like, you're meant to do this. I'm like, really? Why are you saying that? And she goes, Mom, you're doing so good. She's like, you sleep at night. She yeah. like, you go to meetings, you cook, like, you know, and I said, like, if my addiction can affect my kids, why can't my recovery? Amen. And it's those things that she says to Amen. me that she sees me. And, um, you know, she knows I'm here. She knows what I'm doing. And uh, yeah. and she's come into the Phoenix and watched us do CrossFit. And, uh, you so know. you keep mo- talking about the Phoenix. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't Sorry. even know what the Phoenix is. So I want miss tiffany to tell us about the things but before yeah. we do i just want to read what's going on here this okay. is fine oh I went oh yeah good. just in case anyone wants to say anything so because we got a lot of comments going on and if anyone wants to call in and talk to these girls it's 978-659-0072 so nicole bickford hi tiff and julie carolyn marie from haven of hope hi honey phil Leahy, we love you okay. love you cole and julie all you guys are amazing Andrea Bennett Donito, hi sisters, I love you. Sandra Sapienza, hello. Um, John Schwartzmore saying Julie Pelotas with a bunch of um, <laughs> bunch of hats. <laughs> we got Joanne Lombardi McDonald, thanks for sharing. The ladies at Shahina here. Hey! Yay! Alexis Crawford, love you, Julie Pelotas. Uh, Ron Burgers, just giving you kind of like a cute little thing. <laughs> Billy Giblin, great share. Hey, Billy, uh, he's a good friend of mine. Kathleen Bellarina, <laughs> wonderful Julie. Tracy Winter, thank you, Julie. You inspire me once again. Donna McCool, Julie Marie, awesome share. Fabina Silver, Julie and Tiff are my heroes. Amen. <laughs> and the Phoenix is an amazing organization, and Tiff and Julie are inspirations, and isn't that the truth? So I want us to learn a little bit about uh, the Phoenix. I also um so Tiffany, if you can share your um, experience and then how you got involved with the Phoenix. Like I remember when it came out. I remember when Scott was um, starting to put it out on social media. Yeah. And I just thought it was one of the most amazing things that I saw for myself, my recovery, um, my first year. Um, my parents put me into a um, karate class for mm-hmm. a year to just excel in and it had a place for me to transfer some a lot of anger Absolutely. and to move a lot of energy oh, yeah. so that was like the best thing ever so tell us a little bit about you and then share about the phoenix and then yeah. we'll be putting all our the numbers to the phoenix and all that in here so that if people want more information we can do that as well absolutely so i'm going to do it a little bit backwards i'm going to talk about when i found the phoenix and then i'll give some history if um, there's time so 
um, I walked into the Phoenix with five years clean and, uh, like, scared to death, right? Like, fitness and working out has always been an amazing coping skill for me in recovery. Um, at the time, I was a substance abuse counselor at the Sheen Women's Program, also a graduate of there. Um, it saved my life and will forever have a very special place. It's my home, too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, once... Once you're a graduate, it's your home. Yep. Um, and that was just, I walked into the Phoenix and like, I found something I didn't know I was missing, right? I come from a 12-step background. Um, it saved my life. This mask is going to kill me. <laughs> it saved my life. The yep. 12 steps, the fellowship, all of that. Um, and at this point in my life with like, trying to balance like the recovery community and working in the field and that whole like um counselor relationship I had really taken a step back and like this is the first time I've shared my story in a long time because yeah. I can be like yeah. a peer again yeah. now um so I walk into the Phoenix and I, I had no interest really in like group fitness. I didn't really know what CrossFit was, so I wasn't like intimidated by it. Um, but what I loved was like I walked into somewhere. I didn't have to talk about being in recovery, right? I just knew that everybody was in recovery. Mm -hmm. I knew that like, and, and we never really even have to talk about being in recovery. We just walk in there, we do a workout and it's like, everybody's cheering each other on um there's just a feeling that you you can't you have to experience like yep. you can't really put it into words other than we call it our phoenix fam right yeah. yep. um and i i was like hooked immediately um i went to every class that they had i um john offered like hey, you want to get trained up? Like, you want to volunteer? Because that's, the Phoenix runs on grants, donations, yeah. and volunteers. Like, that's how we stay free. We are free for anybody with 48 hours in recovery. That is the only cost. Amen. The only cost. We take away all barriers. Yep. Right? Um, 48 hours. 48 hours. And that's that, it. And like, you have to trust that someone's being honest. Like, it's 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, I... Yeah. Personally, wouldn't want to walk in and do a CrossFit workout if I was under the influence or <laughs> detoxing. Um, yeah. You just... Right? And, like, it's... Yeah. It is amazing. I remember when you started with it because you brought a group to Andover for one of um, the events that we had yes. out there. And I remember watching your body transform because, like, you were, like, this tall, lanky thing. And then all of a sudden, you started to get these beautiful arms. And I was yeah. like, I kept up to flex for me. Yeah. That's all I, can you flex me again? And then they all had to get up on stage and do, like, these push-ups and everything. We did burpees for yeah, dollars. Like, it was, it was just fascinating to yeah. see. And what I saw also was you was a light come on. Yes. And you became very more outgoing. Yeah. And, um yeah, so like your passion is doing yeah. exactly what you're doing um, and, and sharing is, it with other people. There's like a confidence in like not only your abilities, right? So yeah. like, like I look at the board and there's this workout and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to kill me. Like I can't do that. And yeah. then you, you fight through it and it, it's just like recovery, right? Like yeah. I never thought I could get clean. Yeah. Never in a million years. Never mind stay clean, never mind build a life, never mind now get to do a job that I love and am passionate about and mm -hmm. help others at the same time, like all those things, right? And and the transfer from from like CrossFit, right? Mm -hmm. But like Phoenix in the community, the transfer from that into real life is incredible. It Amen. shows in every area of my life. Um and it's for everybody, right? It's for Julie who walked in two weeks fresh out of detox, probably still, her legs probably still hurt, and I yeah. know they hurt after. Right. Um, <laughs> and then me, five years clean, that had no idea that something was missing in my life. Right. Right? Had no idea that, like, this was my push that was going to make me grow in a whole nother way that I didn't know that I could. Right, and she mentioned in her speak, like, we have power of our mind. Yeah. And do you feel as though now that you have this fitness, that you have more control 
Absolutely. Right? And not only do we offer fitness, we offer yoga and Amen. breathing and Is meditation. Is that Erica Crawford? Yes, Alexis, yeah. Alexis, Alexis Crawford, we love you. Hi, is Alexis. Our yoga, and she's incredible. She and is incredible. We hold, like, um, meditation classes. There's also virtual programming yep. all day from 7 a.m. to, I believe, 9 p.m. Amen. Yeah. Um, so if someone wanted to do virtual, yeah. I'm going to put it in here, what would they go to? It's the phoenix.org, and it's um, you go under the live streaming. It's super easy website to navigate. The phoenix. P h e o n i x. Dot org. Does it look right? Cause I don't have my glasses on. I don't think so. <laughs> There's I a J in there. On. Is there? <laughs> I bet Fabiana will drop it in there for you. Yeah, we're right. She's one of our volunteers. She? She'll get it. She'll throw it up there. The p h e o n i x dot org. Perfect. Can I say something about you know how you had asked about the forty eight hours of yeah. people coming yeah. in? Not, um, I, for me, and and I think the respect that you get when you walk into the door, like yeah. you don't see too many people coming in there that are using or they respect it because I think the the staff and the volunteers and the team members give you that and and Absolutely. that's something that pe some people have never been respected their whole life mm -hmm. and like we get you we understand maybe you're broken maybe you're just coming off the streets maybe you're coming from jail you know maybe you're coming from a and program. there's a lot of people intimidated that won't walk yeah. in yeah. And that's why when i speak of what you folks offer in the lowell area which i would love to get I want to get one started in Haverhill, yeah, so I need to start working on, like, that's my goal for 2021, is to bring this to Haverhill. Well, our because, goal for um, 2021 is to expand greatly, so. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, um, because Lowell is too far for some people. Absolutely. Um, Haverhill, there's a bus that people can take, whatever, so mm -hmm. I really want to grow it there. But um, when I talk about the Phoenix, like, oh, I could never walk in there. They're in shape. I'm like, they always weren't in shape. Like, just walk in but and just do it. that's also what we love about the Phoenix, right? Yeah. Is that we all come in in different yeah. situations. We yeah. all come in in different areas of recovery, different physical aspects, right? And everything that we do is completely scalable, modifiable. Even if you have an injury, we can we can help you work through it. Um, because are you all certified um, trainers? Yes. So you became a physical, um, I a did. certified, excellent. As a volunteer. So I've been volunteering for the Phoenix for two years. Yep. Um, December 14th was actually the my first Phoenix class ever. <laughs> I did. yeah. We did a comparison picture the other day. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. Right before and after. I wish you would have done it. Right? <laughs> look, like, look what's blowing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, nice. Um, it's pretty incredible, and right. just, just the complete transfer from this in my life, um, like Phoenix in my life, to recovery. and. So not only does your body change with the work, you know, did you, did you change your eating? Like so yeah, you don't really want to eat a whole pizza before a CrossFit workout because in the bottom of a burpee, it's going to come right out of your mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it kind of forces you I know a lot of people have quit smoking right Amen. because you're not gonna want to run <laughs> right four rounds of a 400 meter run yeah. and smoke a Newport after it's just, right um, doesn't work out so the, <laughs> the benefits are endless you yeah know? and we're endless. trying to change like the stigma and like what recovery looks like and like it can be healthy it can be it doesn't have to look like a church basement all the time that can be a whole part of it Right? But it can also look like climbing a mountain. It can look like um, surfing, right? In the yeah. summer, we had surf lessons. Nice. I'd never surfed in my life. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, just, it can look like a million different things. That is so cool. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It is. Absolutely. And I never thought in a million years, right, that, like, this addict... Right, I just celebrated seven years clean. Amen. Yeah. October, seven. I didn't get seven seconds clean. Yeah. I was wow. sectioned fifteen times, yep. like handcuffed, shackled, brought to treatment. Yep. Never went. Well, I went willingly too when I got in trouble or yep. like had to get somebody off my back or yep. needed a place to stay because I was cold. And um, 
And that was exactly how I got clean. It was October and I was homeless in the streets of Boston. Wow. I had a um, dirty mattress. I had scored a mattress in the woods of Franklin Park, right? And I had this like sleeping bag and I woke up one morning and there was frost on my sleeping bag. And all I had was like a sweater and a bag of stolen makeup and um, a victim, because I didn't have relationships, right? Yeah. I had just Hostages. a person <laughs> that I would leech off of. Yeah. And, um, and that morning, I went to like wake this person up, and like for a split second, like he wasn't moving, right? Mm -hmm. And in my head, it, it was probably literally like three seconds, but in that three seconds, I had a stream of thoughts that were just like, oh my God, he's dead. Oh my God, if I died out here, nobody would even know mm -hmm. my name, right? All you know is my first name. I don't have an ID. I'm like a missing person because when I'm using my family's the enemy, right? Yep. They want me to stop, so I can't be around them. Yep. Um, I would be like a Jane Doe for maybe two weeks before anybody would know. Yeah. Right. This is like three seconds of my life. He woke up. He yep. was just a little hungover. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to die in that moment. Amen. Right? Yeah. And like for so long, that's all I wanted. At that point in my using, I didn't have enough hustle to like get $40 and use my drug of choice, I would like drink a bottle of hand sanitizer. Whoa. Right? Like, yeah. so I didn't seize out because I was shaking so hard. Yeah. Um, my goal wasn't to be intoxicated, it was to be unconscious. Yeah. Mm. The pain that I had caused myself, right? Or mm. the pain that was so deep that I could no longer cover it up. Mm. Um, so like my my solution had stopped working. And uh, instead of walking down to the train station and asking for either a dollar or three dollars um, to get to New Bedford, which is completely impossible to do from the train, yep. um, I asked for a phone and I called my mom. And for some reason, right, at that point in my life, she probably would have crossed the street if I was walking towards her, right? right. It was that that much damage done there and um, she let me come home Wow! and it took three days before I got a bed and that was my last detox. Amen. Where'd um, you go? I went to High Point in Brockton. Yep. I stayed. I did. I never unpacked my bags, right? So like my, my like market basket bag. Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I had the plastic yeah. suitcases. Yeah, I never unpacked it. Uh, <laughs> But like I stayed, I did their CSS, I did, um, I went to New Hope, New Hope nice. like rewired my brain with all their tests and quizzes and I got all like the <laughs> bracelets and everything and yep. I stayed there seven weeks and then I finally got into the Sheehan house. Um, and like, I didn't know if I was staying, I didn't know what the plan was, I knew mm -hmm. it was cold and I didn't want to be out there. Yep because I knew that mattress was waiting for me um, and another victim. But, um, so I had a couple warrants that I had to clear up and I had one specifically in New Hampshire that uh, had a, a $30,000 cash bail and they weren't gonna let me out. You can't yep. just go like clear up that kind of warrant. <laughs> so I went in, well, I had a counselor, Julie, who, um, who gave it to me really straight, right? And mm -hmm. she said like, we're not going to make you do this. You don't have to do it. But, like, how are you going to move forward yep. with your life? What What is that going to look like? You can't get IDs. You can't get any. I only had warrants. I didn't have an identity, really. I couldn't yep. get a job. Yep. Um, and uh, I made a decision to, to not run for the first time in my life. And I went and I turned myself in. Um, I had my roommate bring me in. And... Um, I was there for a week with a bed at a halfway house. Like, how dare you make me go to jail? Um, <laughs> don't you know I am four months clean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing big things. Uh, but I went and I wasn't detoxing and I like brought a book and they let me have it because I wasn't kicking and screaming and spitting at them. Like I was respectful. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I sat in there for a week. They let me out. I walked back into that halfway house and I got a hug from 40 Amen. women. Like 40 women Amen. welcomed me back and hugged me. Yep. Like the director of that program and Amen. Sharon and Chris, and they like hugged me Amen. and saved my bed. Yep. Wow. And I was like, this can't be that bad. Like I'm gonna, and I started like speaking and opening up and I didn't know if I was coming and going before that. Amen. That's a huge, that's yeah. one of the things is clearing up the wreckage of your past. Yeah. You know, some people will wait to do it, but they won't get fully recovered because that's always that monkey on your back. It's always when the other foot's going to drop. Like, yeah. Am I going to go back to jail? Yep. Um, Did you go to Valley Street? Is that where they sent you? Grafton. Grafton, Grafton. County. It was way up. Yep. I think oh. it was in Valley um, Street. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. And then I like jumped in. Amen. I like, I hooked on to some people in recovery. Yep. Um, I found my tribe. Yep. Went to a lot of meetings. I got a get well job. Amen. I went back to college. <coughs> I um, started Where'd you go to school? Middlesex Community College. Nice. I started in like hospitality because I always had this dream of like working on a cruise ship and. That clearly wasn't going to work for me at this point, but I was yep. going to be some sort of, like, manager, management, yep. and, um... Can still exercise on a cruise ship. I, <laughs> yep. I was working at my job, yep. and a friend's mom came in and changed the course of my life. She saw something in me um, that I didn't know I had, mm -hmm. and she offered me a job as a recovery coach. Amen. And Linda, I love you. Amen. Um, thank you, Linda. Yes, thank you, Linda. And she, I believe that people come into your life and they, they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's the universe or God or Buddha or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. And these are your signs. Um, and I changed my major. I went for my substance abuse counseling. Um... I worked with her as a recovery coach, then I got offered the job at the Shein Women's Program, right? So mm -hmm. here's that full circle thing. Yeah, um, I got to work in the place that saved my life. Amen. And I cherished all of those experiences and every woman who came across <laughs> my way. Um, and that same woman, Linda, is the one who told me about the Phoenix. Right, she met John at the symposium and was like, hey, there's this thing, it involves fitness, it involves recovery, it's perfect for you. Right. And I went with um, her son's fiance yeah. to our first class. Where was it? It was in Lowell. It was? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the first class we went to. Um, and it's history since. Right? Amen. So, love at first sight. Love at first sight. Really? Love at first sweat. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, and I didn't know that that I would take on this position, right? I yep. just, this is just the way that we learn and we grow and and things happen. So when I listen to the that. both of you, it's like the... Um, it's endless of what we can do with our lives if we don't drink or drug. Mm. Like, it's it's endless. Like, going to be working on a cruise ship. Yeah, no, recovery coach. Well, <laughs> Phoenix, here I come. And yeah. now at a full position. So I know volunteering and everything. And then how did you become certified for the Phoenix? What did you have to do for that? So the Phoenix paid for my certification, and I volunteered for them coaching. Yeah. Um, and it was a two-day seminar. It's a CrossFit level one seminar. Um, yep. You take it in Boston. I went through, they have a development program. Yep. Um, I went through the entire training manual for six weeks before I even took okay. my level one um, with Meg. Yep. She's incredible. Um, Meg, we love you. <laughs> Hi, Meg. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. And I was completely set up. Yep. Like, to succeed. Amen. There was no way, like, with with applying it and, um, yeah, they really, they really hooked me up. Amen. And, and just look at you go. It's incredible. Amen. It's such well, a I hope blessing. to get that in, uh, in Haverhill. 
um, for 2021. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are expanding. So we'll be working with each other on that to expand it. But if we have someone listening tonight and, uh, and they're struggling, like, what are some of your words of advice? What were you guys like in early recovery? Like, what would you say to someone? What would you want to say? What would you want to hear to your old self that was newly trying to get clean or sober? Um, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. That we get it. Mm-hmm. We understand. And um, I think, too, the phoenix made me, and I hate that word healthy, but that one step. Mm-hmm made me want to keep going and improving myself whatever that looked like spiritually mentally mm-hmm. physically eating better not mm-hmm. smoking mm-hmm. um and being around people that showed me how to do that because mm-hmm. i didn't know you know at 40 at something years old i didn't know you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. so me just stepping that one step into that environment that mm-hmm. that safe welcoming non-judgment Amen. We get it. Yeah. We get it. We know what you're going through, yeah. you know, and we know about pain. We know about trauma and yeah. uh, come with us and we'll show you. Yeah. And um, and I needed that. I needed someone to grab my hand and uh, yeah. tell me it's going to be all right. One of my uh, pastor, Anthony Milas, he always once that one. He, well, he said many things that stuck with me. But the biggest one was if you want to see your future, look at your friends, mm. you know, and that really for me, That's like I would huge. use that a yeah. lot yeah. Um, when I was working with addicts and alcoholics in like a group setting like you want to see your future look look at your friends what are you hanging around with because that would be your future Mm -hmm. so here's your future now of being with your tribe of men and women that are working out to succeed and utilizing this tool for a tool of recovery and then taking it elsewhere as well so Mm -hmm. so i know we have the phoenix um listed there um, and that's where people, individuals can go to find classes. And are you hosting live classes in Lowell? We are. So we currently have open gym at 291 Summer Street, um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we have three CrossFit classes at CrossFit Merrimack. So it's right up the street. It's 1100 Gorham Street, um, right up the street from the sheriff's office. And we do have a noontime CrossFit class mm-hmm. at the Sheriff's Office. And do people There's, have to sign up? Because yes. I remember yep. seeing something, you have to sign up or you can't just walk in because you can't right. have X amount of people. We do have limited spots okay. available. We have to wear our masks. We are following all COVID procedures. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, it's very difficult. You are very disciplined. <laughs> Mine's up I and do down, but day, I tried. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, so... We have spots that you sign up, um, and we're doing... We also have all Pathways to Recovery meetings. Amen. Which are non-denominational. You come in, so we have people from all different fellowships. So it's like a crazy, informative, like, your views are a little bit different than mine. And we all bring something different. And it's super cool and laid back. Um, We have sign-up spots for that all through... I just saw it up there, the thephoenix.org is where you sign up Um, and what I would say to somebody fresh in recovery or curious about the phoenix or just anybody in life at all thinking about trying something or stopping something is it's never too late Amen. it is never too late you are never too far gone like there is always always a chance Right. One of the biggest things that I held on to was don't quit before the miracle happened. And I remember going to meetings and constantly seeing like miracles happen in other people's lives. And I go, I think that's what they meant. Like, just don't quit before the miracle happened. Like, don't die before it could have happened to you, you know, and uh, and to walk that drink or that drug through. And uh, and most importantly, to reach out. I mean, there's so many places that you can reach out. We have MVP ASAP. Mm -hmm. We have. people um, situated in Andover, North Andover, Lawrence, Haven, Methuen, that are a phone call away for individuals in the valley that that need assistance. So if you're listening tonight and you're struggling, like, don't quit before the miracle happened. Mm -hmm. If you go on MVP ASAP's Facebook page, you will see a list of every single um, place where you can get help, anything from mental health to grief um, to domestic abuse. Like, we're there to help everyone. And... uh, 
And right now I just want to take a time because I'm thinking of it. It's Christmas time. So mm -hmm. MVP ASAP will have all meetings listed on their web um, Facebook page. So if you're struggling and you need a meeting, um, there's, there's going to be a list available. Like you're not alone. I don't know who's having or if anyone. I don't think we can do any of the alcathons, which was one of the things that saved my life during holidays mm -hmm. and early recovery. And that would be meetings 24 hours um, during the holidays, so you had a place to go. So, so yes. the Bridge Club is doing a virtual Amen. one, yep. um, and I have a spot where I'm going to do a little workout and stuff nice. like that. It's either at 9 or 10 a.m. The flyer's coming out. We just finished it kind of okay. today. So um, was the Bridge Club... Can they find that off of the um, Phoenix as well, or is this something that we should no, be putting in? No, it's something totally separate. All right. Um, so how does one find the Bridge Club? I don't know. That's okay. The problem. I will add it into to, perfect. This, these comments. Yeah, and end also of the call show. me because yep. we'll just add it to the MVP ASAP um, thing as well. So thank you to all our listeners tonight. Thank you, Lou. Do you have any questions for these girls in regards to? Their recovery and their fitness. No, or I just, I just love this story. I Amen. Just, I love both stories. I love the episode. Amen. The, you know, just so strong. Yeah. yeah. This is Thanks, big Lou. stuff. Big stuff. Thanks, so, if you're listening tonight, um, we wish you a merry and happy and healthy Christmas. Um, again, Christmas. ongoing prayers for everyone during this uh, pandemic. Thank you again to all our nurses, our doctors. Um, anyone that works in a hospital, those that are clean, taking out the garbage. Like mm -hmm. when I think of every single hospital worker, like those are your key people because they're in there just uh, trying mm -hmm. to make keep people alive. So do your part, continue to practice social distancing, continue to wear your mask, and as always, wash your hands. So uh, just if you're out there and hurting, I just ask that, uh, Father God, I ask that um, anyone that's hurting, that your arms be wrapped around them tonight and that you lead them to the right and perfect person um, for them to start their journey. So mm -hmm. I just yeah. thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, God <clears throat> bless. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in January. January, I got some great lineups. It's uh, Ooh, sex, right? Yeah, we got Ooh, sex trafficking in? month. So I have some women that have survived sex trafficking. Um, and I also have Louis Diaz, Diaz. coming in in <laughs> January. So uh, reach out if you need help. You're not alone. Um, alone you can't. Together we can. And, and we will. Good night, everyone, and God bless. Good night. Good Thanks, night. Lou. Thank you.